Hello, my name is Brenda. She, her. I'm Austin. He, they, she. And this is... Secret Secret Histories of of Nerd Nerd Mysteries. everyone welcome to secret histories of nerd mysteries this is and i checked episode 15 my name is host brenda i'm host austin um welcome to for you it's monday today it's thursday um and we have some nerd news that we're gonna lead with um oh that's good thank you uh the first bit of nerd news there's a tron 3 unfortunately we we may have we may have had a part because we did talk about tron and like tron 3 could be cool we didn't want it like this i'm not saying we have a massive sway on the way that pop culture media moves (laughs) but there have been some interesting correlations um involving what we talk about and what happens in the media so maybe we're just very powerful and the world doesn't know it yet but yes it looks as though from some credible sources, Jared Leto is attached to the project still, which is probably one of the worst things I can imagine. It's like the worst. It was like a slew. There was, so everyone, this, we record on Thursday. So like our weeks are like Thursday to Thursday. And for you, it's Monday to Monday. For us, it's Thursday to Thursday. And this Thursday to Thursday was like, it started rough because there was Tron 3. There was mm-hmm. really bad animation news. <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> i forgot about yeah i did too <laughs> until he started talking and i was like there was more bad news but i know i just didn't write it all down but there was so much <laughs> and we can't possibly talk about all of it because it was a what a week just yeah. awful it, i feel like it didn't it didn't get much better uh um, no absolutely not <laughs> we also found out this week it, i'm sure you have heard by now but that um Bike, Brian and Michael, the team, the creators for Avatar and Korra, left the Netflix live action project. Uh, both their statements are on online, all over Facebook and Instagram. And I don't think either of them have a Twitter, but they're all over Twitter if you like look for them. Uh, Michael's statement was very Michael. He's he's like the nicer one. He was like, you know, with productions and you know, we left, and it's not a big deal. And there's some people we like, but Brian's statement was spicy. Was yeah, because like um, <laughs> Michael, Michael. Is it Full Michael? Full Michael. Yeah, full Michael. Michael, you know, he's done other stuff with Netflix before. So he probably, like, has more investment in that company and, like, in the people who were there. Mm-hmm. And Brian's just like, burn it. Burn it to the ground. Yeah, Bri- Brian's like, I'm fucking done. Because Michael's <laughs> Michael like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not done with these characters and I'm sure the show will be fine. And yeah, see you guys around. Hope you enjoy the show. And Brian was like, yeah, we left because they wouldn't fucking listen to us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was an unproductive environment and what is going to be released is not at all what we intended. And it's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So I saw Michaels and I was like, I guess we'll see. And, you know, maybe, like, it wasn't working out or maybe it was, like, timing. You know, I was like, maybe they're working on something else and, like, we're too busy. And then Brian's like, nah, they were unsupportive, unproductive, and they things were just going off the rails. And I was like, oh, Brian. Who, zoinks. <laughs> Brian just said it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, and Brian's been like that, like, in when we did the Avatar episode and research for that, like, in older interviews, when Brian was upset with interviewers, he would kind of just say it. Like, he's he is not a soft-spoken man. <laughs> so He says what he means says what he means boy <laughs> he means he means he says mean he says he mean says Sometimes. mean but he's right <laughs> <laughs> and he should say mean <laughs> yeah so that was that was pretty wild to hear that wasn't that broke just yesterday today's yeah. thursday so that was last wednesday um that was an absolutely wild uh what else were we gonna cover there's oh, another thing there's another thing what else was it we we're really good at this oh 
Well, okay, I'll just go in. Uh, there were massive layoffs at DC right. in the editorial department. Their editorial department got um, completely eviscerated. Yeah, it's like cut uh, in half, if yeah. I remember right. And this also involves like the firing of Mark Doyle, who I don't know anything of a person, but I do know was like the editor for all of the Batman stuff, mm-hmm. and then was the editor for Black Label, which was DC's um, like big adult imprint. Um, Black Label is the imprint mm. that the infamous Batman Damned Number One was a part of, in which um, you see Batman's Dingwang. Yeah, <laughs> Bat Bat <laughs> the Batwang. Yes, I've heard that one a lot. <laughs> when I was when I was still working at the comic book store, and I'm it came seven. out, I, it just became um, okay. So Batman Damned Number One. When I was reading this. Before, because this was a big release, this was Brian Azzarello, who had an incredible run on Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. some pretty prolific other DC projects, and um, oh, who was the artist? Bermejo? Bermejo, I think. I think that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Do I remember his first name? Not right now. But anyway, um, I was reading this, and then it just hit me <laughs> as I was reading it <laughs> that Batman is not only nude, you can definitely see his dong. And... <laughs> And I'm sitting here on my couch. It's like midnight at this point because I'd closed and I'd gone home to read it because it was a big release and I needed to read it. And I was just like, excuse me, what? <laughs> They're like, this is DC Blackley. We're going to show, show dicks. Yeah. And I was like expecting like, okay, maybe I'll see um, almost all of a boob. Uh, no boobs, but a whole dick. <laughs> Which like, you know, I guess I'm glad they didn't go for the like, we're an adult label. So we show boobs all the time, I guess. Like that, because that's usually what people do in any media. Yeah. They're like, we're adults, so we show boobs. Um, but also maybe that I don't, listen. I don't care if, if a penis is there. Maybe you tell people there's gonna be a penis. I don't maybe know. Maybe you like warn someone it's a Batman book. It had like a tiny label. It was like, hey, this is rated M, which is pretty normal for comics. But like, you know, Batman's rated T plus, which is a little higher for DC, which is fair. You see some shit in there. But uh, no dongs. So anyway, so like the next day I come to work and this book just gets all this buzz. All these places are picking oh, this up yeah. and like talking about this. So people are coming in and very shyly they're just being like, hey, excuse me, do you happen to have the... Uh? And then they, they'll just ask me for Batman Damn number one, but use pretty much every euphemism for dong that you can think of. <laughs> the one with Batman's, you know. <laughs> it's like, please... Please just say it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's what's weird is like that makes it weirder, right? Because now it sounds like you just you're like I'm just you know I'm trying to trying to see something, which you could add by that by the time you're like at work Wednesday selling it, it's on like you can just Google it, just Google Batman's penis if you want to see it. Yeah, it's like you can just say um, that you want Batman Damn Number One because you if you've looked it up, you know that's the one you're looking for. Yeah. And the the listen, the worker behind the counter knows why you want it. Like I Yeah. I have no idea what that book speculated for that weekend, but I'm sure it was wild. Oh, <laughs> it was six hundred to a thousand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I kept mine. I have two of them that Ooh. I bought. I bought full price. Don't worry. Um I have two of them. Got, got one those I was, in the sub- stock market. <laughs> one I was subscribed to and then one that just kind of was there at the end of the day that I paid full price for. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, you should have unloaded one, but I've made mistakes like this before. I had a couple copies of um, Captain Marvel 18, the second print, which is the first cover appearance of Kamala Khan. Right. Um, uh, and I sold those. I got like a couple hundred bucks. They're like, we're 600 a piece yeah, now. Yeah, like she's like, she has a show in the works and she's in, she's the first like, not main Avenger in the Avengers game, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah, I think she's that's, great. That's great. I like absolutely deserve. But yeah, I sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll wake me up in the middle of the night. I'll just like wake up in a cold sweat, just like I had. I had a couple of those, and I just sold them. You know what you do? <laughs> I this when this Robert Pattinson Batman movie drops, and he shows his penis in it. It'll <laughs> <laughs> when they have a shot for shot remake of the Batman damn scene. That scene. <laughs> Also, I just want to make it clear. You can barely see the penis. I missed, like, one of them in one panel. Because, like, it's very dark. And 
it was censored in the preview copies that were sent to stores. Mm -hmm. So, like, everyone was like, it's going to be censored. It was not, and I don't know if it was supposed to be or if they were just like, yeah, whatever. People aren't going to care if you see Batman's penis. And people cared a lot, and they had to reprint it with it censored. I mean, I immediately took a picture and sent it to my friend, and it was just like, um, excuse me, did you see this? (laughs) Anyway, Mark Doyle got fired. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so weird when, like, editors are like, hey, you can't do that. I'm like, there's no way you didn't look, like... Your job is literally to go over what's going to get printed. I don't believe yeah. you that they, like, snuck it you in. saw it. It's like the time that a whole issue of um, Swamp Thing got pulped because they made a tentacle monster flesh-colored. <laughs> <laughs> they pulped that whole issue. They destroyed it. It was just completely destroyed. Wow. <laughs> no one looked at it and was just like, hey, that tentacle monster looks a little phallic. Maybe we should, like, make it green or something. No, they made it flesh colored. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, listen, everyone, anytime a company's like, we just didn't know. They they knew. They, they like, knew. Not knowing is when, like the, like, the colors are off at the printer or something. Like, it comes into the shop and it's, like, blue instead of green. They're like, hey, this should be green. And it's like, oops. We didn't, yeah. we didn't know the printer printed the wrong, like, that's, like, a mistake, not, like, something drawn in the book. Exactly. It's not like, you know, like, sometimes a page will be missing. We've had that happen. But things like that one time DC put those half-page Kit Kat, not Kit Kat, Twix ads mm-hmm. in their books and pissed everyone off. <laughs> they knew about that. They saw that and thought that was okay. This and let me assure you, that was not okay. Really, I'm paying... Three or four ninety nine or whatever. I want. I would like a comic, not a. I get ads. I get it. I get it. This yeah. is this is the worst presentation for an ad. It's like generally an ad will just be like its own singular page, but like these were literally half of a single page was a Twix ad, and the top half was the comic. So you're reading, and you just butt right up into a Twix <laughs> ad. My least favorite thing, and this is Brenda, <laughs> just airing all of her grievances about comic books. I hate when there's an ad that contains the characters oh, yeah. in the book you're reading. And you so think you'll it's be reading, part of the book. Yeah. You'll be reading Batman and then you like flip the page. And sometimes, you know, not all the time, but sometimes there's multiple artists on an issue. So you're used to that if you read Batman pretty regularly. Um, so you flip the page and all of a sudden Batman's um, saving, I don't know, M&Ms. Yeah. Or it'll be like <laughs> Superman's like picking up a school bus and you're like wait i I thought he was like fighting lex Luthor or something did i miss space like (laughs) and he's like thanks for the twix kids and you're like wait what (laughs) (laughs) it's it's it is it's very like it's hard because like you're you get pulled into the comic and they're like anyway get graphic novels (laughs) they don't do that Yeah, graphic novels don't do that. And that's, you know, everyone's always talking about just like the single issue market will collapse. And it's like, you're doing this to yourselves. Stop it. Stop. Put your ad in the back or on the back cover. You don't use the back cover anyway. There's nothing on it. Exactly. It's, boy, it's so much. And now DC's doing a push towards like digital exclusive, which they've done this before. This is not the first time they've done this, and it didn't work the first time, and surely it will not work now. <laughs> These are all Brenda's, this has turned into Brenda's comic book hot takes. Brenda's hot takes. We'll, we'll have to do a, listen, we'll, we'll have some news about hot takes and yelling episodes soon. Yes, don't worry. We have some things in the works, so um, I'll get to yell, hopefully soon. We will all yell. Uh, today, we'll probably also still yell, but about Cartoon Network some more yes this is cartoon network part two so we left off um in 2001 adult swim is on but we're not going to really talk about adult swim because it's kind of its own it should really be yeah it's it's frankly Mm -hmm. its own channel it like i think we mentioned the end of the episode just a reminder like adult swim gets its own ratings report which is ostensibly like it's a channel (laughs) yeah it's like a channel within a channel channel channelception there you go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is which is an interesting thing that Cartoon Network decided to do because again they weren't using that like they were airing old cartoons in that block anyway so they're like kind of why not yeah pretty much 
So we're just going to focus on Cartoon Network, but that's also going to include Toonami. Mm-hmm. And um, I very quickly this morning had a chance to do some research on a small memory I had, which was the Maguzi after school block. Oh, um, I don't remember and this. Yeah, I remembered I was sitting on the couch and I had like a second and I was just like, okay, I didn't have a chance to do all the research I wanted to this week, but I have a memory of the after school block and these like CG animated characters. And I was like, and Colby Yoko was on it and Teen Titans was on it. Um, and I just had to look it up and I knew it was like kind of vaguely Japanese sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was their after school block in starting in 2004 and they would kind of just like have a rotation of like four different shows. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'd have new episodes and sometimes they wouldn't. Uh, totally Spies was on this block. Um, Teen Titans, the the newer Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series that originally aired on Foxbox. Um, just Cold Lyoko is one. It had just like more action-oriented shows mm-hmm. directly like after school hours. So you'd like get home and like do your homework and then watch Maguzi. That's, so that's what I, I brought to the table today. No, I think that's super interesting because I know, like, they toyed around with a lot of blocks. Like, Cartoon Network's mm-hmm. tried a lot of different blocks, and I feel like the ones that stuck, the ones that, like, stuck and stayed around for a while were, it sounds like that one did well. Mm-hmm. They had, yeah. they had Toonami, um, which stuck around for a long time. I am blanking mm-hmm. on the year right now. Um, and it is now back on Adult Swim. Yeah. It like it went away and it's back. So and then that they was... they did the cartoon cartoon Fridays, which then became Fridays, which then became uh fried dynamite. <laughs> oh yeah, I that. oh yeah. That was like <laughs> leading up to the scene real, but and so they they've toyed around with a lot of different blocks. I don't. The last time I had cable, they didn't really have any blocks. They pretty much had gumball hour and steven universe hour and teen titan go hour teen titans go, go five hours in a row yeah they're like what are we playing today well it's tuesday so we're playing every 10 minute clip of teen titans go that we have and all of the <laughs> and all of the two minute web shorts oh my god that's so much <laughs> not here to dunk on teen titans go but it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot it's, it's a lot, lot. Um, so much something the concept oh go ahead oh no go ahead the concept of blocks is kind of interesting just like at what point did it become like what's the first block like at what point did it become like the thing to have like theming around programming it's got to be saturday morning cartoons right like that's the that's the blueprint because that's like all of these shows and these companies like again we're talking about cartoon network is like early 90s they really hit their stride in 1994 mm-hmm. and that's not too soon after like everyone's blueprint still like the 80s and saturday morning cartoons like nickelodeon is also brand new like 91 like these these networks are like they're figuring out what to do and what they already know is like well saturday morning cartoons work we need we need a block of time that's like all of our new stuff to make kids watch and that's what will make all of our money because all the ads will go mm-hmm. there yeah and then like a lot of times there used to be like live hosts who would like interview people and have shows nickelodeon did this a lot Mm -hmm. um you know and like the host kind of became part of the experience Mm -hmm. and you see that in like cartoon network stuff even though i don't think they've had they've had a live couple live hosts but like Mm -hmm. their big hosts are like um is it tom yeah from from toonami yeah and then like even though no one really knows who they are now like the maguzi had some characters Mm -hmm. That would kind of do, like, little, like, skits in between episodes. Um, they had, like, this wheel they would spin and, like, select what ep- like what show was going to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Disney had Zoog Disney, which was, I think, pretty successful. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's talk about that in the future. But, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of an interesting concept to, that that kind of popped up and all of the, quote, unquote, kids channels picked it up. Right. Yeah, Interesting. and it, it was something that stuck around for a while. Um, something worth noting that I, I don't think I brought up last time, right around, like, 2001 was Samurai Jack and Grim and Evil uh, mm. were, were both their 2001 new original shows, because they, they kind of came up with a show about once a year. They'd have, like, something new and original, and some stuck, some did. Um, but the Betty Cohen, who had been the 
president since Cartoon Network was founded, and she's the one I mentioned, like, kind of reminding people in the room, like, cartoons don't have to just be four boys, quote-unquote, um, mm-hmm. le- leaves Cartoon Network in 2001 as well, because she was, I couldn't figure out what, but she was having creative disagreements with the head of Turner Broadcasting, um, Jamie Kel- Kellner, um, and then during that time, uh, a man by the name of Jen Staples became the general manager and executive vice president for the network while they were interviewing for new presidents. Um, mm-hmm. And he's the one who helped them get Adult Swim going. He got, he's the one who brought in home movies and a lot of that stuff. That's like what he, that's like what he brought to the table is he had this idea for Adult Swim. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's like where it came from. That's something a little Adult Swim aside. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, 2000, 2001, like, Samurai Jack came on the field. And again, this is from Gendy. <laughs> but I, speaking of Gendy, I do something I think is absolutely amazing with Cartoon Network is you can trace pretty much any show back to Gendy somehow. He had his fingers in all of the pies. He was, he, like... If Cartoon Network doesn't say yes to him for Dexter's Lab when he made that in 95, I don't know if we have Cartoon Network. He's that influential. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to illustrate everybody, so Gendy worked on... he Dexter's Lab was his show. Then he left it in 98 to start working on Samurai Jack. While he mm-hmm. was at Dexter's Lab, he met a guy by the name of Craig McCracken, who he helped out and helped him learn the ropes. Craig McCracken would go in to make Powerpuff Girls and foster some for Imaginary Friends. While working on Foster Some for Imaginary Friends, he meets the, I forget his name, whoa. He meets the, while working on Pop of Girls and Foster Some for Imaginary Friends, he meets the person who goes on to create Misadventures of Flapjack. Oh, who is he? It's, it's he's, the he's rope. He's got a whimps. It's like, rope. Throp. 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 It's whimsical. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm pretty Pavel sure. Thorpe. Wow. Oh, wait. Really? Let me look this, no, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I'm pr- I know it's Thorpe. Like, I, that's that's in his name, but I don't know if it's his, like, his proper first or last name or his, like, middle name. Okay. We were all wrong. It's Thrope. Thrope Van Orman. Well, yeah, that is a whimsical-ass name that that man has. <laughs> Sounds Dutch to me. <laughs> but he makes Mr. Ventures a flapjack, which, while working on that show, he meets... Uh, Piddleton Ward, who goes on to create Adventure Time. Uh, Piddleton Ward, working Adventure Time, has someone working under him named Rebecca Sugar, who make and so on and so forth. Um, it's just a chain. It's chain just reaction. a chain. And there, there are sister shows that are happening at the same time. Like there's Chowder is on while Flapjack is on. Um, I don't know. Camp Laszlo is in there. Uh, so like there are other shows coming out, but like. They're, they're big shows. You can trace a line back to Genby. Uh, yeah. Which is, which is, I think, one of the most amazing things about the network. And I think what gives it such... It gives it a through line of, like, stylistically, like, a history you can trace. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's still happening today. Like, from Rebecca Sugar Show, uh, their partner, Ian Jones Cordy, got his own show, OKKO. And also from mm-hmm. Rebecca Sugar... Um, I forgot the names of the... I didn't get to look at the names of the creators. Uh, but the show Craig of the Creek were two storyboarders on Steven Universe. Um, yeah. So it's still going. It's still, like, alive today. Like, this, like, legacy that this one person brought to this brand new network. I mean, Dexter's Lab is 95. Cartoon Network had just got a name for itself in 94. Mm-hmm. Kind of helped to establish an identity. Right. They're like, we aren't... I mean- we aren't uh nickelodeon yeah and i think it's like an identity that's actually stronger than the identity that nickelodeon built Mm -hmm. i think cartoon network shows are just like have aged maybe johnny bravo hasn't aged very well but i think a lot of cartoon (laughs) network shows have aged um aged better like dexter's lab is super good Mm -hmm. um yeah now i'm just thinking about johnny bravo and i'm just like <laughs> yeah, Dexter's Lab is really good. I mean, mm-hmm. even like Powerpuff Girls, the originals, good. Yeah, the Powerpuff Girls are good. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy was good. Um, it is good, but it deterred me. <laughs> that's fair. It it's like gross. Yeah, I can appreciate it from like a 
art standpoint, and it has some good memorable episodes that I'll watch if I like I happen to see them mm-hmm. on TV. Um, like the court one is like a big one, um, right? But so there was like some definitely some thought and some care put into it. Um, I mean Ed and Nettie, codename Kids Next Door. Like the Cartoon yes. Network is like again like these networks. They were like we can't we can't be Disney. So like all of their shows like when I say like you can like trace them it's more of like the life of the show because like their shows all stylistically are very different until Mm -hmm. until more recently when everyone in animation went to cal arts (laughs) yeah when did that start uh i feel like i feel like their first few shows that were cal arts clearly cal arts style were uh gumball and steven universe like gumball gumball uh waterson and steven universe have the same head <laughs> if you look mm-hmm. at it everybody <laughs> if you look and then you look at what was the other one there's more uh gravity falls because uh, yes that creator went to cal arts and it's that smile the smile they it's i someone everyone i saw like a photo of like cal art style and i saw like heads from popular shows today and i was like that's all the same head huh they they really teach people like this is heads held drawn and I'm not saying it's bad it's just yeah it's, you can't all go and listen we got to change it up there has to be more accessibility across the country for animators who don't live in California right well I know that's <laughs> or can't live in California <laughs> that's why um and there was a recent big interview with Noel Stevenson and Rebecca Sugar and I know Noel Stevenson they were saying like they were worried they wouldn't get into animation because they got told like you didn't go to Cal Arts so sorry <laughs> yeah which is uh which is a and obviously they did they she rob is a phenomena of a show and it's amazing but yeah it was for a while there people were pretty much like if you don't go to cal arts you can't do it so a lot of people just went to cal arts um and now what they're yeah now i hope we get some variants like the, listen i love those cal art shows but everyone can't have the same head everyone can't those shows are very like thematically different and mm-hmm. like stylistic like just like they feel different and they have different characters with different dynamics and different tones but like if the style is like kind of similar you kind of lose something right i think maybe gumball is the kind of gets away from it a little bit because like gumball is like this weird mishmash of um different mediums all smashed together do you know how the creator for gumball got that idea I know I've read it before, but I have forgotten. <laughs> so everyone, the creator for Gumball was working over at Cartoon Network London, if I remember right. Um, he was like the head of advertising and animation screening or something. And the like over at Cartoon Network in the States, they were like, hey, we really like what you've been doing. Do you want to make a show? Essentially, he was because he's like the head of the network overseas. So he's. They pretty much were like, hey, do you want a job here? And he was like, yeah, I have all of these old characters from like ads and stuff we didn't use. I'm just going to throw them all on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Just put them together. Here's a T-Rex. Here's a ghost. This guy's a fish. (laughs) He has legs now. (laughs) One of them's a balloon. What are we going to do with that? You'll have to wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) This one's a peanut, I think. Here's a banana. Don't ask why. And yeah, it's it Gumball works. It's I can't imagine uh, what like production is like because everyone is no one. The only people animated the same are like the families. So like Gumball's family is all like animated the same, and that's how you like know mm-hmm. they're a family. And like the banana family is all like the same kind of animated banana. But yeah. Gumball and the Banana Kid go to the same school, and they're not animated the same. So I don't. I can't imagine what kind of hell that is. Yeah, like, is, like, the 2D animation done separately from, like, the 3D animation? What does Gumball's process look like? Yeah. That's a big question. Austin, have you seen the episode of Gumball where he fights? Um, They have they find a family that's, like, copycatting them? Yeah, the, it's, like, a fake... They find out, like, there's a Gumball, like, bootleg spinoff version in... I think it's meant to be China? Yeah, so in China, there was this... It's a think it's a milk ad an ad for milk it's like it's not a show it's just an advertisement for milk Mm -hmm. um and in the show it's like it just is gumball except i think they're goats maybe yeah but it's it's gumball so when the creators 
found this out. They put together this episode, and this is like the most, the pettiest thing, and I love it. <laughs> this episode is so good. And I, we weren't intended to talk about Gumball, but here we are. We'll get to some past stuff eventually, but for now I'm talking about Gumball. But anyway, they put together this episode where the Gumball characters meet this family, and they've changed it just a little bit to keep it kind of in the gray area of legality. Mm-hmm. Um, and they meet this family that just like is copying them and they can't figure out how to defeat them. And the only way they can defeat them is because um, this family doesn't have a daughter. Like um, what's the daughter's name? Anna. Anna the, an, an, oh, it's a like, niece. It's Anna. Oh, it's, Oh God. It's right there. It's his actual sister's name. Oh my God. Annalise. Annalise. It's some, anyway, it's right. Yeah. She's a, it's like, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. <laughs> The family doesn't have an equivalent to her, so she's the only one who can defeat them. It's so good. <laughs> it's very, it's a very good episode, and again, they keep it in the gray area really gaddily, but we, everyone knows what they're doing, and also it's that, I gotta imagine it's the kind of thing like, I mean, listen, if you want to sue us, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go there, we'll go there. <laughs> we can, we can totally You did go this there. first. <laughs> You started this. Oh, it's just so petty. And I like any episode where you get to see just like Gumball's mom just like go just oh my god, she's so scary. <laughs> she so Gumball's mom, they do this thing a lot where like she she like goes like fake Super Saiyan and it's mm-hmm. it's very good. It's good. Um, I forgot to mention this to you, Brenda. I'm having a door yeah. delivered apparently, and it looks like they're here, uh, so I will be right oh. back. <laughs> okay, a door livery? A door livery. <laughs> I'll be right okay, back. we'll just just leave it running, and I'll just sit here. Okay. Austin's having a door livery to his house. What kind of door will it be in this door livery? Oh, Austin's getting a door delivered to his house. Woo! I got done with that. Austin can find that um, when it, when I edit it, and then he listens to it. It'll be a surprise. Hello? Hello! Okay, door is delivered. Door livery complete. <laughs> door livery complete. Um, yeah, so do we want to... We want to get into, like, 2004 era? Um, yes. Let's rewind. Forget about Gumball. He's not out yet. He's just a glimmer in his creator's eye. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, like... We can move. This is again. This is our show. If you got a problem just, with how we tell time, <laughs> listen. Please don't go because we love you. But <laughs> we love you all. Right now, there's about thirty of you regularly, so that's really great. I love that. Don't leave us. Please don't leave us. But also, we are gonna. This is how we work. <laughs> this is time. Who cares about time? Time is meaningless. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. But we're going to take it back to 2004. Austin, where would you like to start in 2004? Uh, so in 2004, is we talked about it last time. Like, Cartoon Network does this rebranding, relogoing. And so 2004 is, like, the logo changes and the bumpers start to change. Because, like, I definitely remember, like, uh, Juniper Lee being in, like, bumpers of Ed and Nutty. But the bumpers mm-hmm. are, like, they're getting to, like, the not cool bumpers. <laughs> um, yeah. We're getting, like... I did like Juniper Lee, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like the beginning of when like it goes down the hill a little it, bit. It starts to, because uh, 2004 we get Megas XLR, which like, it, it was a show. You know, Cartoon Network kind of sabotaged it a little bit. It's not my thing, but, um, you know, they could have tried harder. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> their kind of take on like, what if it was a mech anime, but the cool robot alien mech crash lands and like 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 hot rod like car people find it instead yeah which could be interesting i feel like this is an era where cartoon network's trying to kind of lean towards more action oriented shows and less like comedy shows so this is also probably around when ben 10 comes into the picture yep ben 10 is uh 2005 this is when they teen titans is Still, the original Teen Titans that they got from the Warner Brothers acquisition is at least playing reruns on their channel because new episodes are still mm-hmm. set anymore. So they're definitely leaning into like that stuff. Like they're like, because Nickelodeon is is like firmly like comedy cartoons. Yeah. Um, 
Disney has like a mix like throughout the years. Um, but no one, no, the networks weren't really doing action. Like action was like Saturday morning. That's where you got like mm-hmm. comic book shows and stuff. So Cartoon Network was like, what if we like, what if, what if some of the shows fight? <laughs> yeah. That, this is also around the time when they get, they start airing Justice League. Right. I think. Yeah, it is. Um, And Justice League was the first of the DC animated universe to not air on, well, it's aired on a couple of places, but this is the first one to air on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Um, and then it would stay on Cartoon Network up through Unlimited, and then the whole universe would end with the ending of Unlimited. Right. Um, so yeah, so this is, it's a weird time because like 2004, like I said, it's Foster's Home, which is a huge show. This is crazy. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. It's this art. is Craig McCracken's last show with the network. Um, we will get to why <laughs> in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then 2005 was another like big bump. Like they, they released a lot of shows to see what would stick. Like they had Life and Times with Juniper Lee, uh, mm-hmm. which a lot of, I know a lot of um, fans of animation that are like East Asian fans that really enjoyed it because Juniper Lee is a East Asian character. Um, Juniper Lee came out around the exact same time uh american dragon jake wong came yep. out i was gonna say and, and they <laughs> a lot a lot of people like were like yeah which you know i i am only can live in my perspective as a black person so i i don't know what it felt like to like see see themselves in those shows like i don't know if they found them good representation or not but i'm glad they had it yeah i think people were just like oh they're kind of similar like it's very similar shows right just like very slight differences like, they both kind of take care of, like, the supernatural world, and they both have alter egos, and they both have, mm-hmm. like, an older mentor who has a dog. It, it hit a lot of, <laughs> it, it hit a lot of stereotypes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <You> um, <laughs> but they existed. I remember enjoying, I like Jake Long better than Juniper Lee, personally, but I like dragons, <laughs> mm-hmm. so. I liked Juniper Lee better than Jake Long, personally, mm-hmm. but I don't know why. I don't have a reason. But hey, dragons are cool. You don't, you, <laughs> hey, you don't need a reason. I, I think my reason was like, in case I'm wrong and Jake Long was bad and I just don't remember it. I'm like, hey, had a dragon shoot me. It was, yeah. it was 2005. I was some kind of teenager. I think Jake just annoyed me. No, that, you know, that's super fair. Because <laughs> he was always just like, what's up? I'm not going to do it, but you just, you get the vibe. I get the vibe. <laughs> I like, you get the vibe. I really like Jake Long's theme song. It's oh yeah, that was it's good. playing incessantly in my head right now. Uh, I can't think of what it was, but I don't remember Juniper Lee's theme song at all. Was it like "Hey, hey, I'm Juniper Lee, I'm going to <laughs> save the world"? <laughs> it went just like that. It's really we- you. We- they actually steal this recording and send it back, <laughs> and then they time. go back in time, and then they're like, "This is it. This is how we make Juniper Lee be the." cartoon cartoon that people will remember throughout the de- the decades i don't know why i said decades like i that, think that's that's it's probably why you liked it because you're like that voice sounds really familiar in the intro sounds like me singing <laughs> it sounds like me but like 15 years later <laughs> <laughs> um they also had camp laszlo uh my gym partner's a monkey which i was not good Ugh. uh Ugh. and brenda's favorite nicktoon ben 10 my favorite nicktoon ben 10 <laughs> created Created by the uh, by Man of Action, which is a group of like I don't know five guys, burgers and fries. Um, <laughs> it- <laughs> I I really want five guys now. <laughs> I think about it all the time. I just think about that juicy burger and how they give you five million more fries than you ask for. And it's so you always eat them. You always eat them because they're just amazing. And then like don't get the double cheeseburger because that's just way too much burger. But you get it, Brenda. Yeah. But you get it. <laughs> oh, they're so good. I think about them all the time. But Brenda, do you remember yeah. something very important in 2005? Yes. That Cartoon Network tried a preschool block? Oh, I'm ready! <laughs> it was called Tickle You. Uh, <laughs> it performed terribly, much to no one's surprise. Uh, they discontinued in 2007. The shows on it were... I don't remember oh, any of these shows. I don't remember this happening at all. I, oh, wait. Can I just list the ones I remember? Oh. I have not researched this. Oh, God. You remember I, some? I got the flu so bad when this was on. Like, just, you know, it was awful. Mm-hmm. I don't get the flu, knock on wood, very often. <laughs> but um, 
I, I was just bedridden for days and I don't know why I had Cartoon Network and I was watching it. All right. Baby Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerald McBoing Boing. Yep. Um, Land for Time. Oh, yeah. That was on there. And then, uh, oh boy, there was like, I think that's all I've got. But still, that's more than I think you expected. That is. There's <laughs> there's one big one. Uh, what is our Lord and Savior Peppa Pig? <gasps> Peppa! <laughs> Hello, Peppa. There's Peppa Pig. There's a show called Harry and His Bucket Full of Dinosaurs. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I hate. I listen, everyone. I mean, the only one I know is Peppa Pig. Crypto, <laughs> Crypto the Super Dog. Uh, rough, roughing away. <laughs> <laughs> He's got super. He's a super <laughs> dog. Super dog. He's got super powers. Powers. He's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> rough, rough. That was like a fucking like. Act, that memory is like buried behind some kind of like lock and key waiting to be reactivated by you. Yeah, that just happened. Oh my god. Oh god. Crypto. Was Crypto on that block? I don't think he didn't. It doesn't look like he was. Uh, he didn't premiere on that block, but I, I'm sure he aired on it. Like this, those are shows they like their episodes premiered on Tickle You. Okay. Um, I could imagine, you know, I could imagine Crypto being like a transition show because I remember it came on earlier in the day. Yeah, because it was definitely geared towards like younger kids. Like, I don't know what, six year olds? I don't know how ages work. (laughs) Well, because like Nickelodeon has like what's funny is because like everyone again, this is clearly like Cartoon Network. It's weird because Cartoon Network to me was always a little bit ahead of Nickelodeon, but they always would try and compete like, oh, we got to do what they do. But they really that people like them because they didn't. Yeah, it's like, I don't think everyone was just like, hey, what if Cartoon Network had a Nick Jr. block, but it was bad? Because, <laughs> like, Nick Jr.'s memorable, it's like, you can't beat Blue's Clues, no. you can't beat Dora, you can't beat, um, is that really all I've got? Gullah Gullah Island? Oh, yes. Uh, can't beat that. I think. And then, alternatively, you've got Disney, which has Playhouse Disney, which has Rolly Poly Holy, mm-hmm. out of the box, something else. Bearsie Bears? <laughs> Where, oh, Berenstein was on Nick Jr.? Berenstein, no, Berenstein was ABC, so I think sometimes came on Disney Ju- Jr. or whatever. Does anyone remember Rupert? No. Rupert the Bear? That was on Nickelodeon. <laughs> it, it, it was there. It was there. I think Nickelodeon. Little Bear. I think Nickelodeon. Oh, Little Bear. Little Bear. Oh, Little Bear. Little Bear. He didn't wear clothes. He ran around naked, but his parents wore clothes. The- yeah, his parents wore clothes, but like Little Bear just got to run around naked. And the cat also was naked, but he was an adult. So what does that mean? <laughs> I just really need people who create like preschool content to conceptualize like, okay, so you this is for kids. Yeah. He doesn't wear yeah. clothes because he's a bear. Yeah. But the parents yeah. are in clothes. Yeah. What do you think this yeah. child's going to want to fucking do when they go to school? <laughs> <laughs> think about it, adults. Make it make sense. Um, Please. Something I realized we skipped over was the Powerpuff Girls movie. That came out in 2002. Oh, yeah, and that did horribly at the box office. Um, it just exploded. It it premiered July 3rd, 2002. It had a budget of 11 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, it grossed 16.4 million. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought. It it didn't it so it didn't do like phenomenally, but it made money, which is Did it Did it make more money than Osmosis Jones? If I remember the Osmosis Jones numbers, yes. Didn't Osmosis Jones? 14. Jo- yeah, Osmosis Jones made like 14 or 11 or something, right? Yeah, on an 18 million budget, I think. Yeah. Oddly enough, Osmosis Jones aired a lot on Cartoon Network. They played the movie a lot. <laughs> also, oddly enough, Sawbones just did an episode on Osmosis Jones. <laughs> so anyway, what we're saying is me and Brenda clearly control pop culture. So if there's something you want out there, everybody, drop us a line on Twitter. <laughs> We'll try and make let us it know. We can't guarantee it'll be what ha- what you want to happen will happen, as in with the Tron thing, where Jared Leto's now in one of my favorite movie franchises. Um. Yeah, we 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 can't make it like it'll happen. It may it we're we're kind of a monkey's paw at this point. Yeah, it's like you just don't know what's gonna happen. Um, I'm gonna s- there's something I was gonna speak into existence. Oh yeah, hey, I want a reboot of Crypto the Superdog, but geared towards me, an adult. <laughs> I just imagine. I want to see. I imagine you're a dog, Layla, like, but crypto. So when crypto tries to eat the deck, he like blows up the deck. Yes. 
Princess Leia, my Labrador, figured out the deck is made of wood. <laughs> and wood's a, wood is what sticks are made of. So there go. She can eat the deck. That is like, <laughs> you you tweeted that, and I'm like, I am terrified if my dog ever fi- figures out the deck is made of wood now. I know. <laughs> One f- it's over. New fear. <laughs> I can just, I just imagine her like telling all of her dogs, hey, listen, yeah, this porch we're on, yeah, it's wood. Holy shit. Shit, and they all just start <laughs> chomping. <laughs> um, but I thought of that because in uh, 2006, Cartoon Network had, they had a few new shows. There was Class of 3000 starring Andre 3000. That was ambitious. Yeah, they, they were trying something. It, I yeah. watched it because I legally have to support anything a black person makes. That's not true. Some black people <laughs> say, listen, I can, some black people suck. Uh, Terry Crews top tweet. Um, <laughs> Stop it. Take Twitter. So one take away Terry Crews's all of his devices. But uh, in 2006, they didn't have a lot of shows because they made three TV movies. There was the and- Codename Kids Next Door TV movie. Yes. The Foster Son for Imaginary Film movie, which is called Good Wilt Hunting, which... Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that Just that name alone should convince you that's good. It's so good. I can imagine Craig McCracken in like the meeting like, We'll call it Good Wilt Hunting. And everybody's like, holy fucking shit. And they're like, yeah, that's it. That's and it. the whole movie is about Wilt. And it's like, because he's not, he's, you know, he's one of the main characters, but like, it's not, the movie's not about Blue or Mac. Mm-hmm. They're there, but they're not doing anything. Wilt is the one who's just like, I must find my boy. Well, it's interesting because like, Wilt is like the, in the show, Foster's Home, like, everyone everyone goes through it because the whole idea is, like, these friends got created by kids who got rid of them. Not got rid mm-hmm. outgrew them, quote-unquote. Um, yeah. In this world, like, imaginary friends are, re- they're things, like, that come into existence, almost. Like, every kid has one, and, like, at some point they have to, their family makes them get rid of them. Some get abandoned. Some, like, there are some really sad stories in Foster's Home. Because, like, some of them, mm-hmm. like, their kids, like, literally leave them like a cat on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, Blue is uh, interesting because Blue is Mac, who they're the two main, they're quote-unquote the main characters. Um, and Mac doesn't want to get rid of Blue, but his parents are like, you can't keep him anymore. Um, yeah, it's like his parents, I think he just, I think he just lives with his mom. Yeah. His mom's just like, he has to leave. He's too much and we don't like him. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, he needs to chill out. And Mac is like... The the whole, like, the first episode's more of, like, a movie thing where Max like, trying to be like, I could keep him, and he's like, you you really can't. Blue is a disaster of a creature. Yeah, he's awful, everybody. Blue sucks. You, yeah. I don't know why Mac even wants to be around him. <laughs> like, Mac's just like, I don't want to get rid of him. And it's like, what do you do together that's good? Like, what do you do together that's fun, you guys? Yeah. Blue is not fun to be around. He's selfish. <laughs> he's awful. Like... And he gets just progressively worse as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. He's just um, he's just like I'm the most awesome creature in the world. Um, yeah, and it's Mac. Max is just you know a good boy, and like Blue comes in and is just like I'm all of Mac Max's negative attributes made flesh. Basically, basically <laughs> Max's imaginary friend is that imaginary friend the kid made who was like shy. He was like I'll make an imaginary friend that's not shy, and you know what? Maybe that kid should be shy because he sucks. <laughs> Yeah, Blue's the worst. <laughs> but Wilt is like the, he's like super positive, like, even when the other friends are down, he's like, it's it's fine, guys. So he gets a movie where you get to learn more about him. Um, yeah, and it's like, it, it, it gets pretty serious, because like, Wilt's missing an arm, and he's missing an eye, mm-hmm. and the movie tells you what happened, mm-hmm. and it's just like, boy. And then he's like, I have to find my boy, and then he goes and he finds his boy. And you also get to see some of the other imaginary friends' kids mm-hmm. who are all grown up. And learn more about them. It's just a good movie. It's a good movie. I love it. The, I need to go watch it. The other movie um, is reanimated. I thought so. I'm ready to talk about reanimated. Uh, the reanimated was the network's first live action TV movie. And and it did something ambitious because it was live action and animated. Uh, a la Space Jam. Which which is a lot for a TV network to take on. Like you think about it's a lot. That's like the other thing I think of is a movie with a Hollywood budget. So, but um, yeah, they made Reanimated, which performed well, and yeah. So <laughs> was the beginning of the end. The yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm ready to talk about the plot of Reanimated. So this movie, um, 
is loosely based on the urban legend that Walt Disney froze his head. So that he cryogenically froze his head so he could be reanimated in the future. So this show is about this kid. Is it Jimmy? Yeah, it's Jimmy. Feels like it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Jimmy is his kid. He goes to a theme park. He has a serious life-threatening head injury. And the one of the mascot characters carries him to like this ER at the back of the theme park. That they just have. And... <laughs> That they just have there. And then one of the doctors there, who was also just a worker there, has been carrying around the founder's brain in a cooler for God knows how long. And he's just like, the only way to save this kid is to give him this brain. And then they do just, they just casually do a brain transplant in this ER behind a theme park. They don't tell his parents. And they don't get anything signed. Nope. They don't. They, nope. <laughs> they're, they're, now they, half of them are in mascot costumes still. Yes. They have like little gloves on and like scrubs and like face masks, but they're inside the mascot costume. But anyway, due to this, Jimmy starts to just be able to see the characters this guy created. Yeah. Because I guess in his head, they were just real. So now Jimmy's head, they are just real. And that's it. That's the movie. Yeah, hijinks ensue. It's really... But you think think it wouldn't get weirder than that, though. Sorry to interrupt, but his sister is an alien, and I think his mom is an astronaut, and his dad is just weird. Yeah. There's a a guy, like, the the plot is, like, there's a guy who wants the creator's brain, and so he's, like, hunting this kid. (laughs) Wants to steal his brain, okay? Also... I, I don't, the implications that a brain transplant, you you get all of their memories, but also your you is wild. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But okay, this whole movie doesn't make any sense. You just have to take it with a grain of salt and just, but it's not entertaining. No, and it's not good. It's not. I remember Cartoon Network hyped this up like really big. Like they were like, this is it, guys. This is the next shit. And like collectively everyone was just like, Okay. Oh, all right. And I guess it did okay ratings wise. Yeah, it did okay ratings wise because I think everyone was interested. But mm-hmm. this, the fact that it did okay was, listen, everyone is not, in my opinion, was not great for the network because in two thousand seven, uh, Jim Staples, who we talked about, stepped down, and they named Stuart Schneider stepped up as the new successor. Stuart wanted to revamp the network, and he uses that word revitalize the network. Little shot to the arm. Uh, so they rebranded again. They got rid of the cool bumpers, and they got this band, The Hives, that I remember being kind of big in the two thousands. Um, I've never heard of them. Yeah, there you go. But I also didn't listen to music. <laughs> they had this song called "Fall Is Just Something That Grown Ups Invented," as like, because oh. it was because like, he came on and it was like the end of summer and. That was like their revamp, and they debuted a spinoff for Reanimated called Out of Jimmy's Head. <laughs> it was bad. It was worse than the movie, and I mean, you can tell how like little people cared about it, um, because most of it is lost media. Wow. Like, just does not exist on the internet at all. Well, uh- there's some episodes that are like only in Portuguese that they can find. They just can't find the English ones. It's just nobody cared at all to record it. Or document it, and no one has cared since to like release no. it. <laughs> no one, just, no one's looking for it. Gone. No, nobody cares. It's just gone. Even when they made the show, they didn't care about the movie because the show, they his love interest in the movie was black, and his best friend was Asian. And in the show, they just flip it where his best friend's black and the love interest is Asian. It's so egregious. And they and it's just like that. They just do that. They're just like no one cares. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Why did we do this? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's bad, everybody. Um, 2007 is when they started airing Canadian cartoons from, like, Canadian networks. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, uh, when we got Total Drama, that, Drama that whole shtick. Uh, there was a George of the Jun- Jungle cartoon. Ugh. 16. Um, oh, my God. Can I say the most egregious one? Yeah. Once 16 was on Nickelodeon. But anyway, Johnny Test. Oh, God. Johnny Test is on this uh, top shows ever for ratings for Cartoon Network. That is absurd. <laughs> Johnny Test is has no value. No value to me. It's just completely worthless. There's nothing to salvage it. It looks bad. It is bad. Johnny sucks. It's bad. 
Johnny sucks. His dog sucks. His twin sisters, who think that they could just use him as their guinea pig suck. without any repercussions, they suck. His dad, he sucks. His the mom sucks. The villains, bad. If you have a show where there's villains, you need to make the villains not suck at least. It's like Dexter's Lab. It's like Dexter's Lab, but bad. His sisters even look like Dexter. His parents even look like Dexter's parents. They were definitely going for like, what if it was, what if, they're like, what if Dexter sucks and he had smart sisters? Like, that's it. That They were like, yeah. got him. We got him. And then people watched it and they showed it all the time and it has like six seasons and it's like coming back and it's like. Oh no. <laughs> Austin, I hate Johnny Test. I hate it. <laughs> this so this era of Cartoon Network everyone is like sad because it only gets sadder um I will say the one in 2007 Chowder came out and Chowder did its best Chowder, Chowder put Cartoon Chowder. Network on its back and was like I got it guys was it like C.H. Greenblatt is the creator of Chowder uh yeah that sounds right Green, something like yeah, that yeah C.H. Greenblatt Chowder okay Chowder is so good it's like it was like a breath of fresh air and like a shitstorm of like cartoons in their late stages that aren't quite as good as they used to be and just bad Canadian stuff. No offense, Canada. You do good things you do, sometimes. You're doing your and best. I, I know people like Total Drama Island, which is why it's still going on to this day, but so, I don't to, like Total it. Drama Island, everybody, was like, what if like Big Brother and Survivor were the same thing and also was an animated cartoon? Which is weird because... The reason Big Brother or Survivor or those shows work is because like it's there's the drama between people, but with it being animated characters, it's all fabricated. Mm-hmm. So they're pulling on a lot of tropes and stereotypes from those shows and stereotypes from like media. Like there's like a black woman who ends up dating like the skinny nerdy white guy, and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't. What are we saying here? And there's like a popular girl who's like thin and pretty, and she dates the fat white character but it has to be in secret and you're like what are we doing here what is the goal here like and then there's the goth girl the punk boy the you know i think the only there's like the two girls who just dress like each other i think that's kind of interesting yeah i guess and they just do a lot of that and i don't know much more about the show other than that it existed i pretty much during this time if like this was like an old show rerun fosters or chowder i wasn't watching cartoon network yeah and then even towards the end fosters got a little too goofy um chowder just has like really good memorable characters it's so off the wall yeah so chowder i enjoy it thoroughly chowder i feel like really introduced the like the surrealness aspect to cartoon network chowder Mm follow a kid named chowder who he's a cat yeah everyone's like they're not like people sorry everybody he's a cat uh he's a kitty cat and he goes and a meow 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 (laughs) He he is an aspiring chef apprenticing under a uh, like a, a adult who's like Mungle whatever is maybe a person <laughs> person like uh he's something else to look at um if you everyone if you're not sure if you've seen Chowder before or not one you should go look it up but two yes. uh, Little Nas X in um his remix for Panini featuring the baby uses scenes like the video for it, Brenda is just chowder. It's just like scenes from chowder. Cause chowder is like, um, nemesis was named Panini. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Yeah. There you go. See, it's the connection. You got him. Um, the other stuff. She's a bunny. <laughs> she's a bunny and she, she's his girlfriend. I'm not your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like Chowder because growing up in that time period, there was a girl at school who liked to say she was my girlfriend. And my friends were like, oh my God, it's like Chowder and Panini. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> she would always be like, I'm, you're my, she's like, you're my boyfriend. I'm like, you're not my girlfriend. We aren't dating. I don't know how many times I must say these words to you. <laughs> that shit just happens sometimes. And it's like, yeah. Um. Um. We need to mention, um, who is the, who's the other character? Schnitzel? The group schnitzel yeah schnitzel is like the the sous chef i would say is like i'd say that that's like what his role would be if he wasn't a cartoon character um he's like this big i don't know what he's meant to be uh he's kind of got like ears so maybe he's a bear but maybe he's not a bear but he he's like a chewbacca character in that he doesn't talk normal he he, he talks like he talks like a 
oh god charlie brown character almost like a charlie brown adult yes. like he he never says words he's like rah, rah, and everyone's just like oh, oh. don't say that such bad words schnitzel he's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's how he talks um chowder is a great show Chowder's really good i think you see that one clip of them getting circulated all the time where like it's the joke where uh, they set the kitchen on fire, and Mangal's just like, we can't afford to animate all this <laughs> oh, fire! Right. And then the budget That's runs out. out, and then it's just the voice actors in the booth, and they're just like, what do we do? And then they have a sexy car wash. And they get the budget back, and then they, they go back to being, it's absolutely amazing. And that's like... So good. That's like, again, Chowder really ushers in the new era of Cartoon Network, because in 2009, after 15 years of with the network, Craig McCracken leaves... He's gone. Uh, he's out of here. And he's out of here because Cartoon Network starts focusing on live action. Welcome to see and real. <laughs> it's here, everyone. Tune in next week. <laughs> I think we're getting a little... Getting... I mean, we got a little more time if we want to. But see and real's a lot. See and real. Uh, things are about to change for Cartoon Network. Forever. Things are about to get a little more realistic. Yeah. That's what you wanted from a channel called Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. Your name's Cartoon, you wanted... but... You wanted not cartoons. Welcome to Cartoon Network Real. That is what that abbreviates to, everybody. <laughs> Cartoon Network Real. This is around the time when they were just like, well, what if we just call it CN? Like, just don't say cartoon. Yeah, we're just, like, we're hip. We're CN. Um, yeah. Yeah, Craig McCracken, that's the last thing. He, because he leaves in 2009 when Foster Sum finishes up. He does like, mm-hmm. they do like a four episode finale hour long thing. Um, and when at, because like, I was always wondering why he left. He tweeted about it. In 2015, someone's like, hey, Craig McCracken, why'd you do Cartoon Network? He's like, they said they're focusing on live action and not cartoons, so I went to go make cartoons for Disney. What did he work? Oh, he did, um, what's that show? I can see it in my brain. Yeah, me too. It's, it's called, it's called, it's, it's got a little dude and like a horse. Wander, a wander over yonder. Wander over yonder. Yeah, I was like, that's it's, it. That's what he went to go Yeah, do. he went to go do that, um, because... People liked it. Yeah, because he was like, they're going to do live action. Because they also, in 2008 is when Toonami ended, everyone. I, I was like, when did that happen? I was like, it's later. We'll talk about it later. So 2008, they end Toonami. 2009, Craig McCracken, who is ostensibly one of the most prolific creators, leaves. Because this is a big deal. Because even Gindy didn't leave. Like, Gindy's around. Because he, he just finished Samurai Jack. He just got a new show. Um, yeah, he's like, yeah, a new another adult show. Yeah. And then, I mean, he's still working on... um an infinite amount of uh hotel transylvania (laughs) so like to have like the reason i bring it up is because this last bit is like like i mentioned earlier cartoon network has this like family of shows you can like trace back and forth from each other and to have like one of the grandpas be like you're not you're not with it anymore leave is a big blow to the network and see and real happens and they deal with that for a year yeah uh well boy i think that'll do i is this our first three-parter i think this is our first three-parter because like we haven't talked about seeing real which is like the end of it feels like the end of cartoon network but then you've got like adventure time mm-hmm. and regular show mm-hmm. we talked a little about, about gumball so maybe we won't talk about gumball we'll probably talk more about gumball we both really like gumball we yeah i like gumball and then um what else Steven Universe. Steven Universe. And then we can also just kind of talk about what's happening currently with Cartoon Network yeah. because um I mean it's not great. <laughs> they have they have a few shows and it's that the, like and I feel like we'll get into like what's happening in animation in general like mm-hmm. I I won't touch too much on it like Nickelodeon just canceled easily their best action show ever. Uh Yeah, Rise of the TMNT. Yeah, w- abruptly. Uh so we'll 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 probably get into like here's what happened to Karch Network. What are these two networks doing? <laughs> what are they up to? And then we'll also maybe just discuss like what is Disney of all places doing right right now? Yeah, God. Because I would argue that Disney has the strongest um, animation lineup at this moment. Yeah, in time. Disney. Hey, Disney. Disney. Let let those networks like like you can listen. We're gonna more focus on this movie thing for a second. We'll be back. <laughs> We'll be back. Just wait. We'll figure out what the kids like. Um, yeah. Where can people find our music? They can find it at, um, it's by Freedom Trail Studios, and they can find it on YouTube. Um, you can find us on, um, Twitter at Nerd Mysteries. Uh, You can find me, Host Austin, on Twitter at Sailor Scout Austin. That's Sailor S-C-T Austin. 
You can find me at Batman and Sobin on Twitter. B-A-T-M-A-N-S-O-B-B-I-N. Um, but that'll do it for us. We got a few throwouts for like fan names. I don't remember them. I'm sorry, Doug. <laughs> you you had some sorry, Doug. You had some good. We, it's there was Mister Nerds. Kind of like that. Invested Nerds was that another Invested one? Invested Nerds. I don't I don't know. How do y'all feel about until the next Mystery Invested Nerds? It has the word best in it. <laughs> Are you invested? Are you invested, I nerds? I don't know if I'm invested in it quite yet. Wow. See y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>